0: I had actually completely detached from my own body. She was a stranger. So me up in my head, didn't know my body at all. We were we were two different beings, not talking to each other, not listening to each other. Um, and that's really sad, actually. So the worry, the mum guilt was very self-critical. I can't do anything right. I'm no good, no use. I'm just worrying Dominic all the time. I'm not there for the girls properly. I'm a rubbish friend, I never see anyone. And the big one, uh, and I did a lot of work with you on this, Annie, was the catastrophizing, that internal dialogue, that future over time.
1: Hello, and welcome to Behind the Mother Bus. I'm your host, Annie Breen registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection. Because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life. Behind the Mother Mask back home to yourself. Hello, I hope you're well. Welcome back to episode 33 of Behind the Mother Mask. I hope you've had a good week. Please do let me know how you're doing and which episodes are resonating with you, because I absolutely love hearing from you. Ultimately, although I do a lot of talking to myself, um, (laughs) I love conversation and I love the conversations that come off the back of these episodes. So this week I am joined by another amazing guest. And this is a very, very special one because this person was actually a client of mine. So we worked together back in 2020, both one-to-one and in my program. And we're gonna be talking about something that affects so many of us. And I was so keen for Gail to come on because her story is really quite profound and transformative. But this week, the focus of our conversation is anxiety and anxiety on every level and how it can affect every aspect of your life from your health to your parenting, how we worry about the state of the world and the future and all of this. And something that Gail said to me during our time together was she said, I'm now able to thank my anxiety for keeping me safe, but there's no need to panic. And honestly, As you will hear, like this really is a profound transformation. So let me do the formal introduction because I could say so much about this. (laughs) Um, So this week I'm joined by the lovely Gail Jones. Gail is 40, well she will be when this episode goes out. We have birthdays at kind of a similar time. She is a wife and a mum to two girls. She is a librarian. And that makes me so happy, by the way, because that is a job that she's got since we work together. And it just feels perfect. And lover of books and learning. She describes herself as a highly sensitive empath. She is a vegan and lover of nature and animals. She says she loves music and yoga and the outdoors. And she's really into her strength training and cooking. I mean, some of her food pictures on Instagram look amazing. Um... And she said that she just really loves life. And she's always looking for the positives in every day. Now, I have to say, knowing Gail, that is an incredible kind of progression to where she was when we first met. And she will talk about that and, um, you know, looking back. But here's what she said. I just pulled this from from a form and, and she covers this. She covers this in in the um, episode, but before working with me, she basically was suffering from really bad gut health and ill health and a huge lack of confidence, lack of self-worth and kind of, she describes it as being a complete detachment from herself. Like she was disconnected from herself. And then she was in this kind of constant state of worry and guilt very self-critical, catastrophizing, internal storytelling, chronic people pleasing and feeling a bit lost. And that this kind of feeling of not really having any purpose. And I remember this so well. And then when she reached out to me, things had kind of reached the, the, the kind of low that she was willing, not willing to tolerate anymore. And What we talk about is we talk about her journey from feeling anxious and catastrophizing to now feeling much brighter in herself, less anxious, much more um, grateful and able to celebrate the win. She says she doesn't feel lost anymore. She doesn't feel lonely. She doesn't feel useless, which is incredible really you know imagine the impact of going around in your life feeling like you're ineffective or you're useless and the impact that has on your mental well-being and physical well-being as we talk about and I think the big connection here with with Gail's story is the mind and the body and how a lot of her suppressed emotions were showing up in her physical well-being she talks about her transformation of being able to release worry over the things that are out of her control and honestly like she is just so much more joyful and peaceful and happier like she was shining I saw the video she was shining through the screen but also her ability to prioritize time for the things that she really loves and the things that she needs to feel well coming from a place of prioritizing others and feeling unable and kind of guilty to do that in the past. And then I think the big one that I just want to share with all of you, because it it gives me goosebumps listening to it, is the massive aha moment she had regarding her anxiety. And really being able to go back and identify where it came from originally, name it. And then really welcome it into her life and understand what that part of her, and it's only a part of her, was trying to get for her, that actually she was trying to protect Gail. But then connecting all these dots of what that meant, that actually in order to be loved and accepted, she had to be liked, And how unconsciously, if you like, she adapted her behavior over the years to kind of fit in and be liked. And what happened in the process was this detachment, this disconnection from who she truly was. So she talks about how she's been able to integrate that part. The anxiety is still there. You know, we still need that. It's a safety mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. But it doesn't rule her life anymore. So, if you can relate to this, if you suffer with anxiety and chronic anxiety that feels out of control, if you have health anxiety, that you're worried about your health, or maybe your anxiety is showing up and manifesting in physical symptoms, if you feel like you're constantly catastrophizing about things and find it really hard to look on the positive side or not in a toxic way, but just see. A path forward then this episode is absolutely for you thank you Gail I'm just going to say a big thank you now I'm so grateful for you sharing this story I know it's going to help so many and resonate with so many and Gail has kindly said that if anyone wants to reach out to her on Instagram um, which is where she hangs out same same as me um, then she absolutely welcomes that you can so I'm going to put her Instagram handle in the show notes so without further ado and ruining the episode, let's get into episode 33 with Gail Jones.
0: Hi, Gail. How are you? Hello. Good morning. I'm really good. Wow. wow. Look at your
1: energy. You're shining. You literally <laughs> are, for those who are, are, are listening, you can't see how like glowing Gail is. So I'm just letting you know. You look amazing. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you. I'm feel- Today I'm feeling amazing, feeling good today
1: yeah it's funny isn't it do you know because I contacted you before I would launched the podcast wanting to speak to you because your journey has been so transformational and I've been lucky Mm -hmm. to be part of it and often I do say like there's no such thing as the right or wrong time there's just time what we do with it but actually I I do think timing is everything and it just feels now the right time Mm -hmm. to have this conversation yes and I'm sure there's been so much going on behind the scenes in your life and so many big shifts and that kind of thing. But I really am so grateful for you being here and agreeing to this, because what we're going to talk about is the main focus around anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that's been a huge theme in your life, but the many layers to it, and especially around the relationship with your physical health and how that showed up emotionally, and how you managed to get to this point of really understanding your anxiety and where it came from, and it not being your story, your emotional home so much anymore. But you can almost, I think you said you could thank it for keeping you safe, but there's no need to panic. And that's probably one of my favourite things that I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, so true. And and. I'm going to let you talk more about this but what i'd really love gail is for you just to introduce yourself like who is gail a bit about you and what you're passionate about and what your outlook on life is because i know that's probably changed when we go back into the past what's your outlook on life now so over to you oh
0: fab well thank you so much for having me um it's taken you a while to get me on i know so i think talking about time and you're definitely right you were trying to get a hold of me before Christmas and what have you, it would have been the wrong time because I was so busy and so much going on and I wasn't calm and focused. And now this is definitely the right time. So thank you for having me on so I can tell my story. Uh, I'm Gail, I'm a 40-year-old wife to Dominic. We've been together 22 years now and we have two amazing human beings, Erin Amazy, who is 10, And Aria Lily, who is seven, so they are fantastic. Um, I am a librarian and a cleaner. I am obsessed with books. I love reading. Um, And I'm very proud to say that I am very Welsh. So I come from Wales, so hey. (laughs) Um, Hobbies, I would say definitely reading, obviously. Uh, Music, my favourite band is Pulp. And I'm off to see them live in June. I cannot wait. Amazing. Um, I love yoga, the outdoors. Um, I love cooking, weight training, strength training is my real love. That's what really gets me going. Um, and learning as well. I, I'm always learning, listening to podcasts and reading. Uh, so that's a love of mine as well. Improving and developing myself um, is a big one. Um, I'm vegan. I have been now for a good couple of years. I went veggie for a little while, just bought, and then it was boom, straight in. Um, and I'll come into that a little sort of further on into the podcast, but that's definitely something that has aligned with my values and brings peace within me. Is as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because um, I'm so connected to nature, and I love animals so much that it just made sense. Um, so, Yeah um and also a bit about me i'm um i'm a highly highly sensitive empath and since working with yourself and learning that has just been such a freeing um realization for me because i understand so much about my own character um i'm very very sensitive um and i also believe that i'm i'm an energy radiator so i believe that people like to be around me because I give out good energies, good vibes, and I make people smile, um, I hope. (laughs) Um, I did actually, a little while ago, I asked my family how they would describe me, um, because this is something that we did together uh, when we worked together. So I've revisited this, um, and I've written down what they have said. So Aria said, Mummy, you're funny, you're beautiful, you're healthy, and you're crazy. which I loved, I was just like, yeah, actually she's got that. Erin, <laughs> Aaron, Erin's um, very, very serious and she thinks a lot. She's quite different to her little sister. So Erin, she said, you're strong, you're kind. You are such a bookworm mummy. You've always got your head in a book. You're fun and you're a great cook. Amazing. I, I just love to get that feedback from other people. Uh, Dominic had lots of words and descriptions for me. But the one that I loved was that he described my family as being my strength and my weakness. And he said, because you sacrifice so much for your family, because you love them so much, we are, in fact, your kryptonite. Aww. Which I thought was just such a, an interesting way of, of seeing me as a person. And I thought, actually, that's probably every month yeah isn't it definitely so, definitely um and then the only other thing i would say about me is back to the empath sensitive thing um being around negative opinion opinionated and judgmental people just sucks yeah. the life soul out of me i just it's i'm not like dominic can be around people water off duck's back he can just bat it off and i just absorb it anything negative i can't help absorb it um, so I really try to avoid such contact uh, with people like that um, so I know Annie you're one as well empaths out there high fives to you all I know, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I know they get it yeah. so yeah that's uh, that's sort of me in a nutshell there really amazing and, and
1: what I can just say there is it's night and day to how you work you know, back in 2020. So I I didn't clarify that I actually had the joy and pleasure of working with Gail and guiding her on this journey. And who I'm seeing now, obviously, it's you, but it's a energized version of yourself. It was Enjoying life and enjoying being you, and I feel like kind of peace that you're at peace with who you are, uh, and that that can radiate. Um, so it's just so amazing to see that, and and I know it's not always been that way, which we will get into. Um, and absolutely, on on the kind of being highly sensitive, a lot of people, Gail, don't know they are actually so. and I and and the word empath didn't, you know, I didn't know what that meant until I had Bonnie. So it's really amazing for you to shine a light on that. Um and like I was just listening to Gabor Mate, every day I listen to Gabor Mate. But- <laughs> saying sensitivity is a a gift like it, it doesn't always feel like it but we're just deeply feeling we pick up on usually the unspoken word and the truth of the situation so I think seeing you here and saying you know what suits you and what doesn't there's such clear like clarity and boundaries there about what environments and people and places suit you which weren't there before because a lot of your energy and peace was being sucked, wasn't it? By constantly, constantly. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, is it all right to go back? Yeah, yeah. Do you okay. know I can? Um, I can just talking about it and thinking back. I can. Do you remember how, how we used to talk about where we felt certain emotions? And mine was always sort of in my tummy and working up into my heart. I can feel it now. I can feel, it, but in a nice way. In a, oh, I can feel it all bubbling, and I can feel my heart going. It's, yeah. Uh, I can't understand it. Yeah, I feel you too. It's (laughs) incredible,
1: but it doesn't. It's a different feeling, isn't it? It, It's kind of like ah, like you said. I notice you. Thank you for keeping me safe, but I don't need you. It's almost like that. That 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 body language, that internal kind of language. When you reflect back on memories, you can create that emotional state. Yeah, that you felt when you were actually in it. So Mm -hmm. going back to twenty twenty. What tell me what was going on for you and why you reached out to me? Goodness me,
0: gosh, what a mess I was in, wasn't I? Oh my goodness, I'd love to watch back that video that you recorded of us with one of our first meetings because such a different creature to who I am now. I it just makes me feel so sad for them. What finished it off me reaching out to you really was those chronic gut issues that I was having. Yeah, um, I was so so physically poorly, um, all sorts going on with my with my gut my gut health, um, but it was just getting worse and worse and worse. But I didn't understand why. So I, as a result of that, I had a very poor relationship with food. Food was to be mistrusted. I would rather feel hungry than I would eat food because feeling hungry was a safer, nicer feeling than eating and having you know reactions to the food and not knowing why. Um so of course that that was extreme anxiety created from that, especially again around the food. I was just anxious all the time. Um and not even thinking I couldn't even go anywhere. I, I, I can't go there, there's no toilet. Yeah. I no, I don't want to go, oh my God, I've got to go to work. Oh my God, I've got to go to the B and B. Oh, all the time anxiety over something. Um, It was a lack of confidence. I had, I remember saying to you, I've got no self-worth because I have no purpose. Yeah. I want to be more than just a mum doing the cleaning and the school run or the homeschooling at the time. Other than that, I felt I just had no purpose in this world at all. And that was just, I felt, and that was then, that fed into the mum family guilt because I felt I was not, um contributing to the household properly because it was just Dominic that was earning. I was holding us back because I wasn't earning. And I can feel it now. I can feel all those emotions now, even though it's not the case, I can feel it coming and I can feel it in my fingers tingling. Um, I'd um I had actually completely detached from my own body. She was a stranger. So me up in my head didn't know my body at all. We were we were two different beings not talking to each other, not listening to each other. Um, And that's really sad, actually. So the worry, the mum guilt, I was very self-critical, can't do anything right, I'm no good, no use. I'm just worrying Dominic all the time, I'm not there for the girls properly, I'm a rubbish friend, I never see anyone. And the big one, uh, and I did a lot of work with you on this, Annie, was the catastrophizing, that internal dialogue about the future all the time, about how worried I was about my girls, state of the planet um what they were gonna do when I'm gone you know all that sort of stuff or oh, and I had these dreams these daydreams about what's gonna happen to my girls and we did a lot of work on that didn't we yeah um i I was lost low mood no libido I lost an alarming um, amount of weight very very quickly I think November 21 I think I was down um I hope people don't get triggered by figures or numbers but I was down to seven stone four and I should be at least eight and a half Mm. stones but that weight just just disappeared Mm. um and then the the big one was the and I've always had this the chronic people pleasing Mm. I'd say what I think you want me to say I will do and behave in a way I think whoever I'm dealing with at the time I don't want to upset this person so I will behave in this way because I don't want to upset this person and I'll I'll and I'll do this and I'll do that. And I'll say this and like this and not like that. Just to please the people around me when it really wasn't pleasing me. Just what would you say that you wore sort of people
1: pleasing as your mask? So how did people see Gail either in the, the supermarket, the school playground, the, you know, around family, how, what was the mask that you
0: presented? Um, yeah. So the, I think, think they everybody always saw the real gale the people pleasing was a survival tool yeah it was survival so I am bright and smiley and I always put on a big smile so the smile was true it was the stuff going on underneath that wasn't um I was just you know miserable and scared Uh, yeah putting on a brave face for my family I think um lockdown um forced unemployment on me so of course financial pressures were added to our families it was just the four of us in our house we couldn't go anywhere couldn't see anyone Um, and then of course i had to do homeschooling and all that sort of stuff um yeah so it was a survival tool because i didn't want people to not like me yeah and
1: can i ask around the catastrophizing because so many people do that and suffer with that um what's different now what do you notice that's kind of different what's helped you not catastrophize
0: um i still find myself doing it because yeah. i still get so the eco anxiety bit is massive and i have it it's how i understand it and respond to it and that's what you taught me so i can't control what everybody else in the world's doing I can't control what's being dumped into the sea I can't control how other people eat how other people treat animals all yeah. I can control is how I clean our home so I don't use chemicals I can control what I eat yeah. and what we do as a household and how I can perhaps support my local community you yeah. know uh, litter picking or what have you but I can't control the bigger picture so when I start feeling these Oh my god the world's gonna end feelings i have to go stop stop <laughs> calm yeah. down what can i do today to help mother nature right like in, when i'm on the school run i can pick up some data yeah. that's what's within my control and how what i teach my children yeah and hope that they then go to school and teach their friends that that definitely helps yeah and that's profound
1: just so, that awareness
0: yeah, It makes me really emotional just thinking about the whole eco stuff because I used to, didn't I, with you? But I'd sit there and, and blurb and go. Ah! But now it's just like I can feel the emotion, but I can I can use that emotion now. Right. What are we going to do today instead of panicking?
1: I think this is so true that, you know, I often say that passion and pain are very closely related and passion. I can't remember who it was. Someone said that passion is the willingness to suffer for what you love. and Sometimes we feel things so deeply, especially if you're highly sensitive and that passion can be overwhelming. It can be painful. And it is exactly what you just said. It's how you channel it. It's how you channel it into something life giving that actually energizes you and doesn't take from you rather than letting the pain kind of succumb you and derail you and I think that is huge and whether that's um the state of the world like the eco side of things health whatever it is for you as an individual I think that we can always do that we can channel it yeah. towards something like I mean that we have agency over because it can feel like we're so out of control that the problem is bigger than us, can't it? Like how on earth can little me on this planet have an impact on that? But when what you were talking about, how you disconnected from yourself and there were two versions, like coming back to yourself and connecting with who Gail is, that, has that helped you kind of come from this more, okay, what can I do type? What, what's within my control? What's been behind
0: that? It's definitely helped. It's definitely helped. Um, It just calms you in the moment. It brings calm in the peace. It just focuses me. So, you know, I'm thinking big, like, whoa. And it just brings me to, right, okay. Just focuses me and, right, okay. All I can do is what's in front of me. So let's sort that out. And it does that. And that's one of my values, isn't it? Is that, that inner peace and yeah. peace in general? Um, yeah, it's it's been yeah, and I've sort of not thought about it until now, really, how much it does help. Mm. Yeah. And, and just going back, you know, to some of those
1: symptoms, chronic gut issues, you kind of relationship with food, inflammation, like all these kind of imbalances, blood sugar, worry about getting to the loo, having to plan your day around that, the anxiety, like how that's showing up in the body. That's not a peaceful state, is it? Like that's, that's chaos, that's imbalance, that's inflammation. So. I think you know how we we needed to address the mind and the body together and it was a very joint up approach wasn't it we did some targeted kind of gut work but we also mm-hmm. looked at the, the mindset side of things and before we go into that I'd love you just to share like how at your lowest point which you've described how was that impacting your wider life in terms of parenting career I know you say you didn't have a job for. You were redundant through lockdown, relationships.
0: How was it impacting you as a person? Because I was putting on a brave face and I was continuing to make sure I was being a mum and I was making sure that the homework was being done, the house was clean, the children were fed, home cooked meals, we were doing our family exercise. I was still, I was putting out to the world that I've got this sorted, got this, you know, but it was just a brave face. But in, like internally, my physical health was dire. I had no relationship with myself because yeah. it was just all about my family. So my family knew I was suffering, but they didn't know how to help and couldn't help because it had to come from me. And I had to reach out to somebody to get that help as well. Um, so it was just, I think it was more upsetting for Dominic because, you know, the, the girls were only quite young then so they didn't see as much you know mummy was was. we had our routine every day we had our schedule um but don could could see it and it upset him because i spoke to his mum about it and she said how upset don would get because he felt powerless he didn't know how to help what to do and that's upsetting um but you can't get out of it you can't because you're so physically sick as well it's just draining 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 so it was um yeah it it didn't have a negative impact on my parenting because I always put that first right so my parenting wasn't affected at all stories were done loves and hugs I didn't lose my temper with my children I never took it out on them or on Dominic it was all internal and I kept it that way right so i want to ask about that because when we
1: internalize anger and frustration you know the body speaks the mind tends to come out in other ways and what i know that would be really helpful if you're kind of happy to share this like you've spoken about the kryptonite and being so family focused and prioritizing your family um and they're your why they're the reason you know absolutely fine, and, and absolutely fine it's more than fine like it's innate in us and I get that too where did the balance start to tip what did it look like for you prioritizing yourself alongside your family was it like a tipping scale did you find a way to do it together or did you have to be a little bit selfish like what how has your mindset shifted that you have to be well in order for them to be well like type thing does that make sense
0: yeah I think it's been gradual it was definitely done together so i i'd never right i'm off i'm going to go and do this for me now and i'm 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 going to disappear i somehow managed to do it as well as still maintaining doing everything for my family i'm not quite sure how i've done it really but i think really looking at my day and having my boundaries in place my non-negotiables are i've got to get up and do my yoga well i have a glass of water I do my yoga and my reading that happens before anything else happens right well how am I going to ensure that happens I get up before the children get up yeah. so once I've had my hour to myself okay I've had my me time yeah um and that's so important that so many mums don't give themselves that time the only time day I get to do it is in the morning so that's why I've got to try and get to bed earlier so I can get up earlier and have that time. Um, and trying to reconnect with myself and who I am. Um, and doing the things that I used to love doing, that I stopped doing because I thought other people would think it weird or not like, or all that sort of stuff. So I remember saying to you once about, but I love crystals and burning incense. And you're like, well, do you not do that now? No. Why not? Because oh, um, people think it's weird. Well, Larry. have you asked Dom if he likes incense? Oh, oh, no, I don't think he'd like it. So I remember asking Dom about, about burning incense. He was like, oh, yeah, I don't quite like incense. I think I used to burn some at uni, actually. And I was like, oh. Ah. I would assumed he wouldn't like it, so I never bought incense, even though I love burning incense. Little things like that. Oh, OK, well, I can do that then. So just little... Things like that slowly bring in young Gail back, the teenage Gail back, those things that I love. And also
1: just to kind of go on that point is a lot of the stuff that you did and that I do that makes me feel like me, you like you actually isn't that hard work. Now, let me just clarify what I mean by that. The action (laughs) of it can be because it's different, but nutrition, so we do it every day. You know, so we may as well optimize it. Breathing, reading. We scroll social media, probably I think the statistics to say mums use social media three hours more a day. So we can swap that for reading, yoga, movement and motion. So it's not as if we're asking to go on a three day spa break you know regularly which is by the way uh, amazing I've not been but um, I'd love to <laughs> and space like what you're just it's so important if we don't have the psychological space at the beginning or end of our day for us then we're not living our own life and I think this is the thing that it wasn't about you abandoning your family's needs over yours or just going out and doing your thing you were looking at what you could do within your kind of house and kitchen and like environment to optimize you and how you felt about you and your health and nourish yourself and there's so many ways to do that and I think sometimes that can that separation is important we need our own nervous system we need our own time away but it's also not always
0: huge things is it Mm -hmm. it's not yeah yeah not, not huge things at all. I think just having the confidence and the uh, self-assurance that it's okay for me to go up yeah. and do these little things. I'm allowed to. Nobody's going to think you're a weirdo because you like incense. Loads of people burn candles and incense. So why don't you? Yeah. Um, and th- the big one, actually, for me was it was – actually, it's the one thing I've got to thank lockdown for – when I made the decision, actually, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go vegan. I've wanted to do it for so long, but I've always been too scared. I'm too scared of other people's judgments and what they'll say about my decision. Hmm. Lockdown enabled me to do it because I wasn't going to be eaten with any other bugger anywhere. I was just going to be at home with my family who were more than happy for me to go vegan. As soon as I did that, I was like, oh, God for that, I've done it for me. Yeah, and it makes me think the only permission you ever need is
1: from yourself.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, and it is dipping the toe in the water. It's like, oh, it is okay. No one, like, totally bashed me, or, like, the world didn't (laughs) crumble when I um, let in. It's okay. It's okay. We almost hold ourselves in this kind of prison, this emotional prison. Hello. Just a little interruption to this episode. I just want to share with you that I am now taking on clients for my one-to-one coaching program for 2023. And honestly, like, I believe there's time and what you choose to do with it. There's no right or wrong time. And if you're hearing this and it's resonating and you're listening to this episode, then That is happening for a reason. So, I actually created my energized mother model with you in mind. Just to clarify, I don't work with new mums. When I say I don't, I do, but I don't per se just work with new mums. I tend to work with high functioning mums who are suffering in silence, who have kind of just got on with it for so long and maybe abandoned themselves or sacrificed their needs in the process of raising their kids. And they realize they're living this kind of legacy of depletion, legacy of living in this kind of inner conflict of exhaustion. And they just know they can feel so much better and they want to bet on themselves and raise their standards and step up for themselves. So this proven four month one to one breakthrough pathway is to help you transform unresolved trauma and what i mean by that these are the unconscious hidden things that are in our blind spot often and that are holding us back sometimes there's really obvious things we've been through that have a huge impact on our identity and who we are and who we become but often what i see is these drip fed moments that build up like sand that really impact our sense of confidence and self-worth and how we're able to honor ourselves and kind of be the agent in our life. So it's really about transforming those from the roots so that we can release those overwhelming emotions that tend to hijack us when curveballs come our way or our hormonal cycle. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so that you are free, and free is the word to live and parent with more peace, purpose, and energy passing down wisdom and not wounds. And that's what I really want for you. If you are dedicated to changing the narrative for the next generation, but also having a bit of fun and living your life in the process, this is for you. And I combine, you've probably heard me on the podcast, I combine my nutritional therapy and functional medicine approach and really looking at what's going on underneath the surface at the root. And I have a whole load of tools in the toolbox here around functional testing that are, open to you and on the other hand i combine that with my transformational coaching and hypnosis and nlp where we really get to do some incredible techniques that, unless you experience them they're really hard to explain and actually go back to where these beliefs originated and this is where we do the magic and we can really release them and reframe them but also find the resources that you need to move forward that are normally hidden under life's layers of crap. <laughs> it is transformational. You can read on my website some of the reviews and testimonials and feedback. And I put the link in the show notes for you to go and read that full page if so you want to know a little bit more. But also, please do reach out because we're all different. And this is a very individual kind of program based on you as an individual and it's very holistic so reach out if you want to know whether it's right for you and I would absolutely love to hear from you so the link is in the show notes go have a read drop me a message and we can have a chat let's make 2023 your year okay back to the episode and that's what I just wanted to talk about you've mentioned people pleasing and you've mentioned worrying about what others think and and I know that those two things kind of tied together and they were a big deal. And so many people will be able to relate to this. And you called it a survival strategy. Absolutely. What, yeah. If you're happy to share, what do you think was behind that when you reflected back over your life maybe? Where did those behaviours come from? Where did you learn that as a survival strategy? Are you happy to share?
0: Yeah, I am. Oh, gosh, I had to do so much work with you on this. And the stuff that we dug up, Annie, is just amazing so we we did my timeline didn't we yeah and we went back to the day of my birth and I was born by emergency cesarean my poor mum my poor dad but mum and baby were separated we had no skin to skin contact immediately after the birth mum um was under anesthetic so when she woke up where's my baby I was in a little incubator thing on my own where's mum separation even at birth you know crumbs there's I've been abandoned abandonment oh gosh um so from day one I've been frightened of abandonment and and you know almost not that I don't trust but you know it's like you can when we did that it was like wow that was my starting life and then we we went through the rest of my timeline It, it was just amazing so I think I've always been like we were talking about earlier about the empath thing that has been since day one i've naturally always been really really sensitive but i didn't know it at the time so i always thought that being sensitive i was very quiet and shy as a child is a weakness i was um it made me and it still does today uh, made me a really easy target for narcissists and bullies mm. such an easy target So as early as five, I've been bullied. So my first major bullying incident that lasted throughout whole high school.
1: When you told me, sorry to interject, when you told me this, I couldn't quite believe it. You know, it was kind of on that scale to be bullied from the age of five. And I think Bonnie, you know, she was a bit younger when we started working. To but to think,
0: to think about that happening for the duration targeted it was targeted bullying day in day out day in and it wasn't like thank goodness there was no social media because this girl she'd have had me on that as well but it was I couldn't then go home and leave it there because she followed me to brownies she followed me to um badgers it then went up to the cadets she followed me to choir anything after school she was there waiting and that was sort of throughout primary school so that you know it was just sort of solidified these feelings that I was you know that I beliefs about myself that I was weak mm. that I was an easy target and all that sort of stuff it was just I was easily led I was easily intimidated uh, and and she saw that and knew it and it, it was yeah it was really really hard but then that is sort of that pattern has followed me so When I was in my early 20s, I worked for a very well known high street fashion shop, female manager, I lasted nine months there. And I had to leave because the bullying targeted bullying getting so bad. And then again, at the age of 29, heavily pregnant with Erin at the time. And I had three top managers just made my life hell at work until they eventually made me redundant. Stress bullying you know all the time it's sort of yeah it's oh it's quite hard to talk about. it's it's good to talk about it but I can still feel that fear and that oh my god it's happening again
1: so can I just ask you like reflecting back what do you understand about the bullying now or when we were working together what were some of your kind of learnings or aha moments to maybe why that that happened or some of the beliefs you inherited about yourself and how these patterns kind of repeat unless until we face the kind of pain type thing what what do you understand about that now as an adult looking back on that childhood experience
0: so i would say those experiences um have made me so desperate to avoid them ever happening again So this is where the survival tools that I've developed have kicked in. Yeah. This is where my beautiful I call she's got a name, her name is Mildred. Mm. My anxiety. This is where she has, she started off as just a little ball and she got bigger and she got bigger and she got bigger. And she comes around with me everywhere I go. Mildred's there she's there to protect me and this is a massive massive aha moment when i was working with you she wasn't there to make my life hell she wasn't there to make me sick she wasn't there to give me gut issues and to give me low confidence she was there because she didn't want me to be hurt again she didn't want me to be physically hurt again by bullies or mentally intimidated or any of that so what she did was she said right then gail enough of that we're not going to have that happen to us again We're going to make people like us and we're going to fit into a way that whoever you come across in life or meet in the shops or or whoever you're talking to, we've got to make them like you. Because if they like you or they love you or they like what you say or what you wear, they won't hurt you. They'll nod and smile at you and go, well done. Oh, good. That's good. But when I was getting bullied, it's because I'd said the wrong thing or I would disagreed with a manager. I'd stood up for myself. Well, no, 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 we don't do that. Right, so we're gonna stop doing that because that obviously gets negative responses from other people. And we like people, so we're not gonna do that anymore. So we're gonna do the things that make people like us. There, I've got you sorted, together, I've got your back, I've got you covered. You're safe now, and, you're safe. And this almost circled back to the beginning
1: of what was the impact of that and maybe abandoning who you really are to fit into boxes to be like to protect yourself because you said to me you held your anxiety in your gut you could feel it and what was your biggest symptoms
0: yeah yeah I can feel it now I can feel it now in my in my tummy now yeah
1: it's incredible really to put those pieces together and how something can happen early on and how we actually went back as far as your conception and people who listen to me will know that I'm really into transgenerational trauma and we can take it back further I'm sure um but that was just really significant and what I will just say I hope you don't mind me saying yes, this, is that well. we did we did the, the whole parts integration and bringing you together because you 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 explained there was this kind mm-hmm. of you separated from yourself and and this happens a lot by the way but there was some resistance like you know to to when the pain is so significant and it's so long-standing that you've kind of suppressed it or dealt with it or adapted from it for so long
0: it's almost becomes your identity Yeah. yeah and without even realizing it without even realizing that I have another identity yeah there's another one
1: yeah exactly and and I think that was where we made the most significant kind of progress wasn't it to understand where some of these things have come from and that they were outdated and untrue these beliefs you know they once kept you safe but now you have grown you're an adult you're not that child anymore and ultimately led to you freeing yourself you know emotionally and physiologically because I'm right in thinking you don't have your ibs your gut type issues on that
0: scale anymore no they do flare up yeah and it's all and i sort of and i've come to peace with the terms that i think i will always have a sensitive gut yeah and i've just got to be careful and look after it and i do you know and i do have flare ups Yeah, but i don't go into ultimate ah mode i think right oh what have i eaten what have i done you know am I worried about something and I, I try and work it out rather than panicking and getting the cortisol up. As we know, you know, that makes it all so much worse. It's yeah. that, knowledge is power, isn't it? And understanding. Yeah. And now that I'm sort of learning about my body and reconnecting with her, it's not quite so frightening. Cause she's just trying to tell me something. So I have to listen. That's incredible awareness.
1: Are there any other big, Learnings or aha moments that have really helped you on this journey and helped you specifically with the anxiety
0: yeah I haven't got just one I don't oh. want to start um yeah I'm still working it out so I'm excited to think about what my 40s are going to bring um because I'm developing again as a person and working stuff out um I think one of my greatest learnings was to reach out to friends that I trust. So um, I'd like to give a bit of a shout out to two gorgeous girls, um, my friends Jen and Liz, um, because uh, without them and working with you and without those two, it would have been quite a dark time. I mean, it was anyway, but reaching out to if it's just one or two friends that you trust, someone who's not in your immediate family, who's not in your household. Um, someone that you can offload to um, in safe you know who give you a safe space yeah um, so my friend jen she was also going through her own struggles with health health anxiety so we just you know really support each other through that and um, so I, i'm so grateful to, to jen and liz um I one realization i think is why i i've always thought that i've been so scared of people um It's not, I've realised that I'm not scared of people. I do, in fact, love people. I love being around people, nice people. Um, It's their opinions and their judgments of me that I'm scared of. Um, And I've had to sort of work through that, that sometimes the people's judgments and opinions don't matter, especially if it's not the important people. there's more Um, about them than you. Absolutely. And I've had to really, really dig deep on that one to learn that um Because I care so deeply about people, I care about how I impact them in this life. But sometimes I have to realise, well, actually, you have to care about how you impact on you yeah. in this life and yourself. So that's been really good. Is that actually, if there's a and you're going to remember this, if there's a mum at the school gate who's really, really uh, aggressive or intimidating, and you're sitting there, oh, does she matter? Doesn't matter, people. People are just people. People are like me; and they've got their own issues and their own troubles, so they're not as scary as I used to make them out to be. Yes, I mean, yeah,
1: um... but but Gail, can I just tie that together? That we know absolutely, understandably, and rationally that that is likely to have come from your childhoods being a factor, at least. I'm not saying that's the whole story to why you would be scared of people. You know, it's amazing how many people we don't tie these things together because we almost accept that, well, that's what I was dealt. That's what happened. And that was almost normal in a way. It doesn't make it okay, But that bullying, horrendous bullying. No wonder you had that belief. And it was really amazing when we did that work to connect. It's not people you're scared of. It's their behaviors, it's their responses. And I was like, oh, right, okay. And then we can start to see that people are responding through their model of the world, their lens. Like you've just said, we don't know what people are dealing with, and their opinions and thoughts say more about them than me. And that for a highly sensitive person is work that I think is a daily practice. I don't think it's just this, uh, it's something that we're always kind of reminding ourselves of.
0: Oh, oh well, gosh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, even now, thinking back to that, to all well, the, to um, instance of bullying it still terrifies me now it still makes me go oh god yeah. so upsetting even to talk about because it just brings up all those emotions yeah but it's nice to understand how that's impacted me um
1: yeah.
0: it's it just brilliant um biggest learn as well is rewrite your script yeah that was huge oh when we did that yeah i was just like oh my goodness me it was it was amazing um the anxiety bit giving her a name and that day when I when I said to you and I remember this day when I said to you oh she's only here to protect me in the past. she can stand down now she and that that was a major major realization for me understanding my anxiety and that she's not there to hurt me she's there to protect me thank you Mildred thanks so much darling but can you just back off for a bit now because you're smothering me a bit And just to put my
1: little bit in there, that Mildred was probably five or six. So your main protector was probably that little girl who got stuck in that traumatic memory. Isn't that interesting that you can thank her for keeping you safe and bring her along for the ride, but you're the woman, you're going to step into your power with her. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. And the the other big thing I learned from doing this, this has been one of the biggest things for me, and has really helped me is get really, really clear what your values are in life, and then work out a plan on how you're going to live your life by encompassing those. And I loved doing the work on this with you because it was so impactful for me. And my five ones, and that there still are now. It's love, compassion, love, compassion. There's health. Nature. Oh, peace. Peace was the third one. Love, compassion, peace, health, and nature. I'd love, to, is it all
1: right for me to ask another question or is there anything else you yeah. want to share on the learnings? So just no, no, because
0: I'll be here all day on learnings, Annie. So are like
1: aren't we? We're committed <laughs> to that. But um so just coming to the end, how at what What do you notice, what's different about how you feel and show up in your life now? And very much being in alignment with those values and trusting yourself and not having so much fear and anxiety and understanding that you have agency and what's within your power. how is life different now? What would we notice about you now compared to back then? Mm,
0: Nice, go where do I start? Physically better. You know, we're never completely 100%, are we? And there's always niggles and there's always... um, Yeah, so getting more confident, getting braver. Um, I'm still easily intimidated and I'm working on that, but I'm definitely more self-assured in who I am and at peace with who I am. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite happy now. Um, I would say... Say, for example, the local community have probably noticed that I'm a lot more absent now than I used to be. Mm. And that is because I choose who I spend my time with, when and where. And I'm very, very clear on that now. I'm not at every meeting at the village hall. I'm not at every event, fundraiser. I'm not here and there and everywhere doing everything that the school is doing and everything that PTA is doing. I'm saying, do you know what? I can't do that. And I don't have to provide a long-winded explanation as to why I am saying no. Whereas before, I was a yes, yes, yes person. I said yes to everything. Yeah. So I am, I'm not absent. I'm just, boundaries are in place and I'm choosing what I do and when I do. Um, so that's different. I would say as well, and that's going back to the bullying bit, is Try I'm st- starting to learn that I don't have to look a certain way, be a certain size and a certain shape to be loved, yeah, and to have purpose in this world. Um when I was younger, you know, you were um got to be quiet, you've got to be small, you should be slim, you should be told, you should be this, that, and the other, blah blah blah. blah. Uh so sort of the trying to reconnect with me physically and what I naturally am and who I naturally am, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I'd say previously there was definitely overtraining and underfueling in my, in my past because that's what we did, wasn't it? That's what we were told we, we were to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I don't do cardio at all. I mean, my life is so busy and my job is so physical for cleaning and the chambermaid. I don't need to do the yeah, cardio. I do yoga because I love it, and I do weight training because I want to get strong. Beautiful. That's yeah. That's a the weight training thing. I love it. Um, absolutely love it. And that really feeds into my feeling of confidence. You know, God, I'm when I'm in the gym and I'm lifting those weights. I am absolutely kick ass on all awesome. of brilliant and i feel that within myself um so that's one of my favorite places to be at the moment is the gym um i'm just calmer Mm. i'm just i think i'm more content um i don't as well another thing as well i'm not always looking at what we haven't got or looking for the better or housework still stresses me out mess absolutely blows my mind i hate mess i hate clutter but it's life so i'm learning to deal with that because you've got to be calm cool um that that's just a thing um but within myself just more content i'm not looking around the house thinking it's too small i'm looking around my home now thinking i bloody love it here we are so happy here we're so lucky where we live we've got the most beautiful neighbors on cul-de-sac our children can play out on the street. Our children are safe. They're happy. We've got a lovely lifestyle. Um, we've got each other, and, and we have so much every day to be grateful for. And I've now got that day of gratitude where I am actually able to look around and go, oh, God, I'm lucky.
1: I was just going to say, it's almost like you've swapped the catastrophizing and focusing on what's wrong and what isn't happening and what could happen with gratitude. Yes, and this huge level of acceptance and peace and from that you can create more of what you want like that's just it just shines through like uh, I'm absolutely loving hearing you speak but also I can see you so I can see the energy I can see the peace I can see the difference like it's incredible um I'd love to know then because I know that you'll have something to say on this if, i've got something to say on everything <laughs> <laughs> if there is another gale out there or many gales, or like people like you mums like you who are suffering behind the mask who are specifically with anxiety health anxiety and what you've been speaking about what would be your advice to them go <sighs> almost like you're giving advice to your former self
0: firstly mummies out there massive massive hug for you from me You're all doing an amazing job. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. But you're all amazing. And you're doing what you can So just remember that. Uh, Sort out your physical health. If you've got to get help to do it, get it sorted. Uh, Learn about how your body, the female body, works. Because that, once I'd learned all that stuff, I was like, boom, wow. Um, So learn about your gut how the gut, the brain, the thyroid, the hormones, the immune system, it's all connected. I, you know, I didn't know it's all connected, what's going on in the thyroid's connecting, what's going on in the gut and all that sort of stuff. Amazing, so learn all that stuff if you can and how all that is impacted by our lifestyle and the medications we take. Contraceptive pill, I didn't realize what that was doing to me, how that was impacting my system ditched that when I was working with Annie and that's been one of the you know I've, I've oh that's another thing wasn't it that I have not mentioned in my symptoms hypothalamic amenorrhea yeah and yeah. I had and I don't know how many years I had it for because I was yeah. on the pill uh it took me a year to get my um menstrual cycle back and now is it back time. and it's back and it's it's regular and I um I missed one month right at the start when I'd recovered it but since then I've had my cycle and I ovulate every month as well. I know that I'm ovulating, which means I know I'm producing my estrogen and I know that things are working how they should be. I had none of this knowledge before. And that is that believe- because not just from a physiological point... Like- our period
1: is how we literally detoxify it's uh like circadian rhythm it's how we regulate it's how we balance it's a it's a femininity like it's our identity and I think that's huge that when you're not having a cycle um yeah. you're going to be disconnected from who you are from a spiritual energetic but physiological as well and what you know hormones have to go somewhere they have to be detoxified. They have to be transported. They have to be balanced. I'm not going to get on my hormonal box. <laughs> just you've just reminded me as well. That's massive because it's a huge part of who you are and your identity as a woman.
0: It's our sixth physical sign of health as well. Yeah, isn't that you know? If you don't have a period, something's really wrong. You might produce estrogen. Your bones. You know, it's it's how our bones are protected. If we're not ovulating, we're not protecting our bones, oh, all sort of stuff I didn't know. It's amazing. Um, You know, stress, lifestyle, inflammation, all that stuff. Learn about all that and see if you can improve physical health. To me, that was massive. Like I said, seek help from a professional. Annie, you were instrumental in my change and my healing. And you still are. You know, I've still got your courses. I've still got your books and your paperwork and all my notes ever and all your emails and everything. I've still got it. And I always will. So um, you were and still are my tests in Shining Arms. <laughs> definitely. I didn't need a night. I needed a nightess. Yeah. You were that one. Um. So definitely that. Um, my other one would be to go easy on yourself. Stop expecting so much from yourself. I know society expects so much of you as well. Um, so don't add to that load by you also doing it. It's now the hardest, it's believed to be now the hardest time ever to be a woman. Because now, not only are we, what well, we need to go out to work. So as a family unit, Dominic and I, we need me to work. We've got to work full time because we need the money to be able to bring up our children, run the household and all that. But on top of that, we've also got to do everything that we expected to do as housewives before we entered the workforce. So we, we've got to do everything. top of working and that's a massive massive load on mum it's massive so go easy on yourself um it's a high pressured fast-paced world world that we live in our bodies are not designed to be in a world like that we're not designed to be in this fight or flight state all the time which us mums are we're just one thing to the next next to the next we're going to bed too late we're getting up too early. We're starting the day with coffee, boom, quarters on. It's, we're not designed for it. So try and slow down if you can. Go easy on yourself and make space. Yeah. Even if it's just a few minutes a day, make space. <laughs> um, what else would I say? I
1: think that's a lot to, for them <laughs>
0: to be going on. Like uh, It's mad I could go. Uh, oh yeah, so I, I did say earlier, didn't I get super clear on your values? Yeah, yeah. Place, they can live by them. Try and work out what's important to you. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: What about all the other stuff? And then, lastly, one more thing: being a mum is the toughest job in the whole world. Yeah. But it's the most rewarding job. It's so hard being a mum. Our love and dedication to our families makes us gladly sacrifice ourselves we do it gladly Um, but they don't want you to Your family does not want you to sacrifice yourself for them because then you will not show up your best self for them they want you to be happy you can be wife and mother at the same time as being for you you can do it, you can balance it and ask your family for help Mm. so that you can find time unlock the magic that's in you the world needs you as a person not as a mum but as a person it needs you to unlock magic because we need to get out there we've got shit to do we've got stuff to do and the world needs us to be doing it like for example me I've got two human amazing human beings that are going to do amazing things in this world Aria she's only seven she's going to be an astronaut she's deadly serious. she's going to the moon she's going to go and visit the Russian and American Um, astronauts on the uh, space station so she's already worked out she needs to learn Russian she's got to do maths and engineering she's got to become a fighter jet um, pilot then she can become an astronaut all that stuff she knows it Erin is going to be a marine biologist she's going to be an author illustrator and she's going to write stories about her adventures in the ocean and she's also going to open up the cat sanctuary and rescue all the cats in the world amazing so i need to be there and show up for them 100% so i can make sure i can support them in getting that done beautiful without my magic i can't i can't teach them to um, release their own magic to yeah. get that done they're watching you but also
1: it's you're growing with them that's amazing thank you so much and i know that we could go on and i know there's so much more and <laughs> so much for like taking the time to do this but also to prepare because I know it's important to you to get this message across for other people as well I'm just really really grateful brilliant thank you thank you
0: for
1: having me oh, so honestly, it's been really healing for me yeah well. yeah and it's it, you know I know that many listening won't necessarily know you but I do and I know your transformation and what I can just clarify is it is transformational it's amazing to see you're very much yourself with your most peaceful energy so
0: thank you i hope you have a wonderful i will just say annie if anybody listening if they want to connect with me oh, okay yeah I'm more than happy because my um, instagram account is an open account. if you do not mind sharing people can reach out to me Compe- Asking anything or working with you if they want to ask me about what it's like working with you yeah or any tips i might have i'm quite happy for people to get into touch
1: so I'll, I'll put the link in the notes then to yeah. your Instagram. Okay, thank you so much. That's very kind, um, amazing. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Annie. Take care. Thank you so much, Gail. I know how hard it is <laughs> to show up and be vulnerable and talk about some of this stuff. But oh my goodness, you can just see, and I'm sure you can hear at home how far you have come being able to even do that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you have got as much out of that conversation as I have. And please do take Gail up on her offer to contact her. If you have any questions or find out some more of the details about what she did, she's um, kindly offering that. So I've put her link to her Instagram handle in the show notes. And please do let me know if you've resonated with this episode and Gail's story. Is this you? Are you suffering with crippling, high-functioning anxiety or health anxiety? Can you relate to some elements of Gail's story? Maybe not all of it, but maybe um, a version of it. If so, please do reach out. I'd love to chat to you, and if I can help in any way, that would be amazing. I'd love to be part of your journey. Okay. So I hope you have a good week. Let me know your feedback and I will be back next week with another episode of Behind the Mother Mask. Take care now.